Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. That's pretty funny, actually. Yup! And welcome back to Talking Nick's Fibrio says the trade deadline. The Knicks have done it. They trade Portis. They trade Ellington. They trade Gibson. No, I'm JP, and we get the Marcus Morris trade done that felt inevitable from the start, but I I guess that's the only trade you could get done when you hire a new team president 245 minutes before the trade deadline. We're going to talk about the trade deadline. Um, The the Knicks did make a trade. I think if you told us this trade would have happened before the season, we would have been okay with it. With all the rumors around the deadline, we <laughs> I think we got a little too excited. But I am joined by Ken Poon, Greg Poon, Big Baby David, Tector Poon's birthday. Let's talk Knicks. Ooh. The, the words started coming out faster than my mouth could handle. It's it's been a been a minute since we talked Knicks slash. You boys talked the other night, and I got taken out because of the Mookie trade. But trade deadline, boys, we did it. Everyone was refreshing their phone every fifteen seconds, trying to send the Woj bomb to their text first. Uh, Greg beat me once. I'm not happy with him. But, uh, boys, trade deadline is gone and passed. The innocence will never last. Kenny Poon, wake me up when September ends. How you doing, Ken? Good, good. Um, I think, like you guys, we were all in the same group chat just trying to figure out what was going on, and there was a lot of, uh, a lot of talk leading up to the trade, and then it took forever to get finalized, and then even after it got finalized, as everyone who's listening probably knows, it took forever to, for the details to come out. And I told you guys, like, I was at work, like, refreshing over and over again. And by the time I was, like, all of this got done, I was just exhausted. Like, I, I couldn't even, like, I couldn't even imagine continuing to do work. But I did for another, like, three or four hours, and then I went home. So I'm, I'm here. I'm pretty tired, pretty beat up, but I'm, I'm ready to talk Knicks. Damn proud of you. Yeah, I definitely hit a tipping point where shams basically reported the Knicks trade was done seven times and then still got beat by Woj. Um, and yeah, I was, I was, I was recording some, some baseball stuff. So I was just like, let, let me know when this settles out. Speaking of settling out GP three, GP smooth, GP sweaters, Greg Poon. What's up dog? Not much hanging out. I'm think I'm content with what the Knicks have done. I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that. I'm content with life as well. Wow. That's, uh, that's pretty huge. Oh. <laughs> nah, I'm just that kidding. Was, <laughs> that was a Borat pause not joke. Um, and it worked. It got us. Uh, speaking of pause not, Big Baby David. Hi. Sup? How you doing, bro? Been better. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I think uh, I'm, uh, I'm fairly upset after today's events so Ooh. we'll get into it I'm big baby spicy. David. 
I'm going to let you kick off, man, because I, I love that energy, and I kind of love your hair right now. It looks thick, man. Thanks. I uh, forgot to cut it the last, like, six weeks, so uh, <laughs> I cut it for a New Year's party, and then um, that was well over a month ago now, so uh, that's that's what happened there. It's powerful. Um, thanks. Thanks. What's got your and- goat, man? What What happened today? Walk us through it. Um, well, so the, the, just getting it going. So Marcus Morris trade, the Knicks officially announced the trade a minute ago for what it's worth. Huge. Um, Let's get those deets. 3 p.m. Eastern. So it's officially the Knicks get, uh, Mo Harkless to, uh, make the salaries match. He kind of doesn't matter. He expires after this year. Anyway, the draft rights to Yusuf Sanon. I, I put a, I put a yeah on the front of that, but it starts with an I. Hmm. Um, and he was like a second round pick two years ago. So I, I don't know. We'll learn about him one day, maybe if he ever comes over, um, they got the 2020 first from the Clippers, uh, the right to swap in 2021 from the Clippers, uh, which is hilarious. Um, that's a very big trade piece. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that, uh, 2021 second from Detroit via the Clippers or from the Clippers via Detroit. I don't know what the right way to order that is. Um, yeah, you got it. Well, I said both things. So Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I said both of the options. That's, but a, yeah, that's, so. that's a little life hack, BBD. If you're not <laughs> sure about something, just say them both quick and let them figure it out. So you nailed that. Yeah, I'm pretty smart. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically I, I just – this trade in itself, fine, yeah, that's acceptable. But it's kind of okay. like thought at least multiple veterans would be gone, and ideally every vet would have been moved for whatever anyone would be willing to give up, which obviously wasn't going to happen just because it's hard to make like twelve trades. But because the entire team is veterans, I don't care about, and then like three young guys. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just kind of getting my goat, especially because the return was, um, was like just the first, basically because like, you get Harkless. The, the first round pick for this year is the the real return, and it was rumored that we got like that first and like two young guys who have well, one of them had promise, and people were excited about, and was a first round pick this past year, and we didn't get that guy. Um, Taken out of that context, yeah, this trade's fine, but I thought we would be doing more and therefore getting more. Ex- expectations got going. Expectations got going. Yeah. Um, yeah, we started talking ourselves into Terrence Mann and Cabin Gelly a little bit. Uh, one of the Poon bros, who who wants it? How how you feeling? I'm feeling all right. Um, yeah? I mean, <clears throat> like we just said, all the rumors from Shams saying that we were getting these two young guys. You get more excited about young guys than picks. I mean, I also assumed that the first-round pick was coming along with those two young guys. So then mm. when it all comes out and then it's just the first-round pick and then a second-round pick next year and then some random Ukrainian guy, I was like, okay, I guess. I mean, it would be better if he hadn't if Shams hadn't gotten my hopes up, I would say. Right. If originally it was just like we're getting Marcus – we're getting a well Harkless and this first, then I'd say, okay, and then I'd be pleasantly surprised by the additions. And then the other part of it is 
it's a three-way deal with Jerome Robinson going to the Wizards and Isaiah yeah. Thomas going to the Clippers. But the Clippers don't actually want Isaiah Thomas. They're just going to cut him. So that means that the the Clippers definitely just offered the Knicks Jerome Robinson, and they just said, no, thank you. So in order to make the finances work with Mo Harkless and Marcus Morris, the Clippers had to send out Jerome Robinson to somebody else. And the Wizards were volunteers, so they just did it. So they just pretty much got uh, Jerome Robinson for free, who he averaged 20 points at Boston College where I went. He's averaging two points this year in his second year in the NBA, so I don't know how good he is. So that's probably why the Knicks said no. But, you know, if you're the Knicks, maybe just take a flyer just in case. But they didn't. They let the Wizards do it instead, which is uh, a little odd. Uh, but I'll, I, I guess I don't care. But also, they, it seems like they just could have gotten Jerome Robinson and just tested him out for a minute. God, always Boston College with you, bro. Hey, sorry, man. It's not. That's just a coincidence. I don't even know that I like him. He scores two points a game. Hmm. <laughs> 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 that's that was that was probably the funniest part about Cabin Gelly and Terrence Mann because I played with the trade machine in the past and i i like them at florida state like terrence Mann is just that dude on the basketball court that every time it the ball's in his hand something good happens cabin gelly he's got some athleticism these guys aren't on the knicks but we got ourselves excited about them and yeah i think they average 1.8 points per game uh kenny i know you've been huge on this guy from the ukraine so i'll just let you deep dive on his scouting report yeah i mean i like i said i was doing more um more reviewing of of tape and and twitter than than working for about an hour at work uh, and i dove into um what's his name yosef yosin i don't even know his like name yosef sanin there we go Sanan, i love sanin something <coughs> um but i looked into him i uh, read some of the previous scouting reports i looked at some of his uh, i watched a couple videos like nothing too crazy he's a he's a big uh tweener guard they're saying that he probably doesn't have the handles to be a point guard and doesn't have the playmaking ability to, to be a point guard. Um, but his like top trait is that he's just ridiculously aggressive and goes all out all the time, um, which is fun to, to hear about. And they said he's probably go- could be a plus defender who can guard point guards and uh, and shooting guards because he's a big guard, I think six four and like built and a good athlete. I'm gonna say good, he does a lot of a lot of downhill driving and 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 he'll yam it on you. Um, he can't shoot at all, which seems like a problem for a guard. But uh, he's only, I think he's only 19 now, potentially uh, about to turn 20, I believe. Um, and even when they drafted him in 2018, they were, sa- they were saying he's probably two or three years away from coming to the NBA. Uh, but, you know, he's, it's a flyer on a young guy that, and the Knicks, maybe one of their issues is that they don't have um, any roster spots because they didn't move anyone. Um, and for some reason, Wayne Ellington is playing right now rather than, um, <laughs> you know, searching for a new job. But, you know, that maybe maybe that's the benefits of them is because he's not he's not on contract right now and they have his rights. So, you know, it, it's like Greg was saying uh, on Jerome Robinson, like it's a flyer on a guy that could be something or he could be nothing. But we'll see. We'll see what oh, happens. Ken. I, I was half joking, but uh, you actually gave the real scouting report. That was pretty dope. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see if our man comes over to the next Knicks, and we're 
we're gonna root our ass off if he does. I think um, I think I stumbled into how I want to handle this, and I think there's two grades to hand out. It's it's the grade on this trade, Marcus Morris trade, and then it's the Knicks grade on the deadline as a whole. Um, and Ken, I'm gonna kick it back to you first because you gave me a scouting report on Isif Sanan. Yeah, sure, I did. Um, do you want me to do both, or do you want me to just yeah use? give 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 both grades and maybe maybe a little thought process on it. Um, on the trade, uh, I think I'm. I don't want to get. I, I give it like a B plus, B plus. You know. Okay. Um, and like I want to go higher, but I just it's like we were all saying we all, we all got kind of hyped up at the time um, with the mention of the young players and the picks. Looking back, I feel like the it was either the, going to be the young players or the picks at no point where we're getting both because, like, you don't take out the two young players and then don't replace them with anything if that was a possible trade. Uh, right. But but like I told you guys, if, if looking at or coming into this season and, and when I've been talking about Marcus Morris, all I really wanted was a, a first-round pick for him. Um, I was hoping it was going to be a little higher, but uh, I think they compensated that for that a little bit with the – second round pick which could potentially be a, a higher second round pick and uh with the with the uh, the flyer on sonin again don't even remember his name sure. uh the flyer on him and then the the all-important um potential swap rights like th that that stuff adds up to a to a decent return um in my opinion so i'm i'm, I'm pretty happy with that haul um for the team overall i I don't know. I'll, I'll give it a C minus because we all knew that Marcus Morris had to be moved, and we've been saying it for pretty much the entire season that um, we expected him to get moved because there's no real – we're not playing for anything at this point, and he's the best player, and he has value. And if the Knicks want to bring him back next year, there's nothing stopping them from bringing him back next year. Uh, so happy they did that. Pretty unhappy that they did literally nothing else. Uh, I <laughs> I think like legitimately anything that you could get for one of these expiring contracts who probably won't be on the team next year, you have to do it. Um, at this point, I think we need, just need to stockpile assets. And then the way that I see us building this team is, you know, maybe one of the young guys hits, maybe we get a, get a free agent. And then if we have all of these picks, second rounders, first rounders, and uh, young players that we've drafted, then you can trade that for other players to fill out your team. So I'm in full stockpile mode, and I think we failed to do that today with, you know, Alfred Payton, Taj Gibson, Bobby Portis, uh, Reggie Bullock, Bullock, uh, pretty much the entire team. So not pumped about it, but uh, I, I am pleased with the Marcus Morris deal. Dig it. Yeah, so I'll say, uh, I, I, you know, it's tough because when you got your hopes up, with the with the younger guys, but I think B plus is probably rightish. I know Shamet would have been the A plus. Um, keeping him and signing him to a max extension would have been the F. So <laughs> we're somewhere in between there. So I think it's the the B plus is probably right. Like Kenny said, the first was really at the like at the beginning that was the goal is just to get a first round pick, and we did that. When so. You know, I'm, I'll accept it. I think overall, Kenny, I, I'll probably agree again. C, C range, just because there's, uh, 
Yeah. They just only made this one trade. They've known for forever that they weren't going to go anywhere, but I guess since you fire your president two days before the trade deadline, you don't have a lot of time to operate. Um, so that, that that was tough. The other part of it is that I don't know who was actually available how and how dealable those guys that were available were. Like Taj Gibson, Bobby Portis, Ellington. <clears throat> one of the reasons they all signed with the Knicks is because the Knicks just overpaid everybody to take one-year deal with player options so or with team options. So that just makes them harder to trade, even if they're they're expiring technically or kind of because they're, they're all overpaid. We all know that. Bobby Portis is just way overpaid. He's been the Knicks, like, backup, power forward. Um, Taj makes, the same as, makes the same as Marcus Morris, right? Both of them make 15? Yeah, exactly. So he's not Marcus Morris at all. Um, then, so I don't think Bullock and Peyton were really ever going to get traded. They just are, like – pretty decent at basketball. Peyton's, like, actually good at basketball, and Bullock's just on, like, a really nice contract. It was something that you might just hold on to unless you get, like, an actual good offer, and maybe in the off season, someone will offer something better or next trade deadline. But they probably, unless they got blown away with something, I don't think they were going to trade him. So him and him and uh, Peyton, I think they were just staying 100% of the time. And then... The other three guys, I don't even know that you could actually deal them. The only person I'm surprised with is Trier. They should have been trying to trade him since the second day of the season or whenever he started right on the bench. And <laughs> Didn't he, did he start the first game? Or yeah, was he I think the, yeah. He, he started. <laughs> starting point guard in opening night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hasn't played since. <laughs> yeah, so. that's, that's, that's a tough look. What uh yeah, that's uh, <laughs> no. It's it, it is an interesting point with Bullock and Balake and Peyton because yeah, they they seemingly might not be the right market right now. Like Bullock, he, that seems like a guy that's going to come back and he might have value next year. Um, and yeah, Portis and the money, uh, I it does get a little ridiculous, but um, that that gets loaded on a couple fronts and. We'll we'll talk about the Knicks front office in a little bit, but BBD, what uh what grades are you giving out? Let's see. So, um, first let me let me hit a little bit of what Greg was talking about. Uh, keeping Peyton made sense to me. I was always kind of down to keep him because they don't have. And, and Greg and I talked about this a little bit earlier this week, but they don't have like a real point guard option in house if they got rid of him. Uh, I was way more comfortable keeping him when I thought like pretty much every other vet was going to be gone. So it's like, you got to keep somebody who like for sure knows how to play basketball around. Uh, of course, if nobody else went, uh, there were definitely like somebody would have taken him. Even if he got a bad return, he's a free agent after, after this year. Does he have the play, uh, team option? He probably does actually. So I, I guess you, could, you can keep him next year. Um, everyone has a team option. Everyone had a team option except for Marcus. Except Morris, Morris right? Okay. Um, but circling back onto the the question you asked me, the uh, I'm a little I'm a little more down on the Morris trade. Um, like I still give it like like B, maybe even B minus. That's like still like solid. Like it did the right thing, got a first, 
which is what I would have wanted at the beginning of the year. Like, this trade was fine. Uh, the part that kind of grinds my gears is that, like, well, one, it, you didn't get anything special from it. You couldn't get a second pick, which would have been crazy. That would have been, like, the A trade, which always would have been hard. But uh, they had Kevin Gelly and uh, other guy. Um, Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann. It sounded like they declined that, or at least Mark Berman said they declined those. Gu- they declined to have those guys. Um, they also declined having Jerome Robinson. It just seems like there's kind of no reason to do that unless it was like that or get the second round pick. But they still need to make the salaries work. So like, I feel like you just just take the chance on having the young guy. And now the Wizards kind of get him for get Robinson for nothing. Who. I don't think he's good, but, like, I would have rather the Knicks take a chance on him than let another guy in our conference in a similar position as we are, you know, organizationally take a chance on some young guy who maybe turns out to be good. Maybe you get lucky. Um, but overall, like, yeah, we got a first. Cool. This trade's fine. B, B minus. Overall, I'm, I'm, I want to be, like, very harsh about it and say, like, D, but I'll, I'll bump it up a little bit to a C minus because they didn't do anything explicitly bad. They didn't take back a bad contract beyond this season, which is important and not something the Knicks have done in the past. They didn't give away any assets in this move uh, or any other moves. Or, you know, they didn't give away the young guys, didn't give away future picks, etc. Like, if they pulled off a Kuzma trade, they would have had to include other stuff, I think. Um, and Kuzma, like, I'm pretty sure none of us really like him. We maybe would have preferred him to what we got. I don't know. I, I'm undecided there. But yeah. If if we got Kuzma, I think this whole podcast would be us talking ourselves into Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> yeah, I think it would. I think it would have been worth the the roll of the dice on it. Which, hey, again, um, I I think we would have been able to talk ourselves into Kyle Kuzma better than uh, our our guy Isan Sanan or or whatever. And I'm, <laughs> yeah. I I mean no disrespect to him. Maybe homeboy balls. Uh, sounds like he's an athlete, and I. Uh, uh, yeah, not to split the gap between between everyone, but A, we're viewing everything with a Knicks lens on because I do think the Marcus Morris return is pretty decent. Marcus Morris was also lighting it up this year. <laughs> I mean, he was yeah. a monster. So if, if we didn't get a first-round pick, even though it's looking like it's going to be one of the bottom four in the first round, that's fine. And then not not to go too, too first-takey, hot-takey, but that 2020 second-rounder, might be more valuable or the 2021 second rounder might be more valuable than the 2021st because that's the double draft that's supposedly the (laughs) the high school kids can leave so if Detroit is terrible and that second pick is high enough um you know that that thing might have some value to it where you can almost say we got two late first round picks which if we did I think we'd be praising the Knicks uh however from the Stephen A school of broadcasting um I I also want to be tough on them for the team deadline because there's so many older veteran bodies that what are we doing? But at the same time, we don't know what market was out there, and they all are overpaid. And in the NBA, you need to match salaries, so that's kind of like a never-ending cycle of, well, we're the ones that overpaid them. Um, and by the way, uh, do we have a new team president? Was that official? Did we hire two team presidents? What's... I kind of missed what happened there because we got excited. We got excited because we hired D'Angelo Russell's agent 
and then D'Angelo Russell got traded to the T-Wolves, <laughs> and then we kind of brushed the whole thing under the table. So what really happened there? I'm not exactly sure. I think they said that Leon Rose was going to be the head of basketball operations. I don't know that they gave him a, a president title. And then I, I don't have the formal information on what Worldwide West was going to be, but they brought him in to be also part of the front office. Um. <clears throat> yeah, it seemed like I, I think I mean, Woj and Shams both said uh, Leon Rose was going to be president of basketball operations. So I'm assuming that, like, they couldn't both be wrong on that, right? Um, and World Wide West is, like, his guy, whatever title that ends up being. And then, But then Dolan came out, like, after the deadline with the with the release saying, first of all, that he's not selling the team. Mm. Um, even though, well, it's not the first thing he said in it, but that was just – that was his main point, just I think. Just like just Thank, reiterating. By the Thanks way, for the pick me up, James. Thanks for the pick <laughs> me up. By the way, not selling the team had nothing to do <laughs> with the rest of the of the announcement, which was that they're still looking for a president. Yeah, he that sucks. was the other part that like he's looking for a president, trying to make that decision quickly, whatever. And then like Ian Begley or I wanna say it was Ian Begley, it could have been someone else, like followed up saying like it probably doesn't actually mean anything, but like when you're going from agent to front office guy, there's a lot of like hoops you got to jump through. I assume he has to like give away his clients or whatever to the rest of the agency or something. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm guessing that's why they like it's had to say a, they haven't made that decision official. yet or whatever. Uh, just because th- and the fact that Woj and Chance both said it, and Begley said it's that it's still probably happening. It sounds like he's the guy. Sounds right to me. Yeah. Yeah. That uh that was pretty wild. Um and that's it, it is the day. fun it is the fun of the NBA trade de- well, actually you know what? No, it's not part of the fun of the NBA trade deadline day is uh the Knicks rushing to hire a team president they fired forty eight hours before. That's <laughs> not that is not normally a part of the trade deadline. Um but yeah, that was pretty wild because it was like we, we heard some D'Angelo Russell hype getting hyped up, and then we hired his agent, and it was like, okay, D'Lo's on it. Today was a day of us talking ourselves into players. It went from D'Angelo Russell to Kyle Kuzma to uh, – I keep blanking on the guy's name. Sanan? Yusuf uh, uh, Sanan? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, isn't, that, isn't that the guy that murdered the chick in that podcast? Uh, that's Adnan. So. That's Adnan. <laughs> I have no idea Skips, what his name Skips Cabin is. Gelly and Man. Yeah, Cabin Gelly and Man. Um God. What's next? Like uh we saw Knox started at the three today. That's good, right? Did he? I don't or did think I that dream that? Happened. I don't think so. That's I, not what they said. I don't think he started. They said Bullock was, was gonna start yeah, at the three. Bullock was starting at the three. Uh, Frank started at the mind. two. Big dumb idiot. Yeah, yeah, that's my bad. That's that's, that's me thinking. That's me thinking that a, that one of our lottery ticks w- would be playing a position that he might be good at. That's my bad. <laughs> that's um, he started the second quarter. Yeah, and that that was <laughs> one of the other reasons that I wanted to get rid of some of the veterans for literally mm. anything or like 
Like, I think Greg texted, like, they couldn't even get cash for one of these guys just to clear out space so that some of these young guys could play a little more. Um, but that did not happen. We have to think yeah. one guy has to get cut, and I think we're all thinking Ellington, but I I don't know. It'd be crazy if he didn't get cut at some point. <laughs> yeah, there, there was there was like the report that he's a buyout candidate already. Not that it ha- not that it's going to happen, but just that he's a candidate for it. I don't know what team would want him, but I guess the last spot in your rotation worth taking a shot and seeing if you can get something going. Like yeah. Pick- I mean, d- <clears throat> Go ahead. I was going to say, like, the Knicks, the problem is the Knicks don't actually have, like, unless they're going to pick someone up uh, from the G League or bring one of their two-way guys in, like, they don't have a need to cut anyone. And, like, they did it last year for, um, was it Wes Matthews? But, like, is, is Wayne Ellington at that level where they're just like, oh, yeah, you can go champion chase because someone's going to want you? Yeah, I feel yeah. like there's there's a side to the NBA that I don't know enough that's about agents and stuff that like if Wayne Ellington has an agent of good players, you like let him go so he could try something, so hopefully that agent gets you back. But I don't think that agent's going to get us back cuz they haven't ever, so I I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I, mean, I guess there's the argument that like if if he wanted to just sit around and be an asshole from now on, they'd be better off just cutting him and letting him try to hop on somewhere but i don't think ellington's gonna do that because unfortunately by all indications he's a nice guy (laughs) Uh, i didn't know that if if i knew that i wouldn't have been trashing him this entire podcast i mean he was good enough as recently as last year to get the contract that he did so i'm sure somebody would be willing to take a flyer and even if you just clear cap space i'm sure there's somebody balling out in the g league that we could just sign on to that 15th spot on the roster yeah, on top of, like, the guys we know about that need the minutes between, like, Knox, Frank, Mitch. Like, there's the there's Iggy, who, like, I I guess just doesn't play for us. There hasn't been the minutes for him, uh, and we all are, like, kind of interested in him. I'm not uh, that interested in him. I hate the guy. Uh, and then Kenny Wooten, they gave him that two-way, and we haven't gotten to see him yet. It would be cool to see him. I'm sure there's other guys that we'd rather see some young guy who could maybe surprise us, be the next Ron Baker, and trick us into giving them a multi-year deal for way too much money. With a no-trade clause. (laughs) No, thank you. I think uh, the only reason Ron Baker got that is because Phil Jackson was like his dad or something. I remember that. There was a a story that uh, Ron Baker was like throwing the first pitch out of the game and him and Phil Jackson were having a catch to practice. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> God, Ron awesome. Baker has has the best stories, man. Yeah, terrible I, life. We used we used to say it every podcast, but I feel like it's been a minute. But Ron Baker literally started one game one season because his family was in the crowd, and I was at that game. Yeah. I was at that game. So it's pretty Jake fun. witness history. That's a that might be in my top, because I was at the butt fumble. I think Ron Baker starting a game might be my second most memorable sports game I've been to. Sure. Damn. <laughs> Ron uh, Baker, the virginity taker. You know. I was at mm. the two. I was at the 2016 national basketball championship, the the walk off 
game winner from Villanova. Everyone do everyone do theirs. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We went to watch the Warriors play the Knicks last year, and Durant scored like twenty something in the fourth quarter. That was cool. Uh, I was at that A Rod fifteenth inning walk off homer game against Boston, and what was that two thousand seven or eight or something? Greg, were that we at that one. game too? No, I don't think it was the fifteenth inning, but I think we saw a walk off. But A Rod hit a walk off. I, I know it was against the Red Sox too, because I think uh, Ev Apps was there too with us. Wow! Shout out to Ev Apps. I don't, I don't remember. Ooh, Happy that was a cool block. Happy birthday on the 31st. Yeah, that was a uh, – yeah, Knicks are playing the Magic right now, uh, per usual. Um, nothing really matters. But it looks like Frank's <laughs> playing, so that's good. Um, I don't know, boys. A- anything else on the deadline or I guess the past 48 hours? I mean, we got one good trade in. Should we be just happy about that as Knicks fans and keep it moving or what? I think one last thing I wanted to add on our boy Isaf Sanen is um, maybe that was that was the play, is that the Knicks didn't want to take the flyer on, on Jerome Robinson because they would add a, um, either match salary or bring him uh, or cut someone. So instead they, they talked to the Wizards about getting Isif Sana and taking the, the flyer on him instead. I don't know. That's Why didn't possible. they just cut somebody, though? I, uh, I agree. Right. I'm, I agree. I'm just trying to, to find the logic in it. These guys are worth not cutting, you know? Yeah. Maybe, they, um, maybe they like Sanon more. Sanon, Sanon, whatever. I, yeah. I guess he's he's kind of like effectively getting another second-round pick. You yeah. can kind of talk yourself into like, oh, actually they got like three picks out of this. Yeah. Um, so that's something. The Oh, the other one that I meant to discuss uh, was like in getting Mo Harkless in that trade. Uh, the other part that grinded my gears a bit was that over the summer the Clippers received a better first-round pick to take on Mo Harkless than the Knicks just got to take on Mo Harkless while giving up uh, their Marcus best player. Morris. Yeah, their best player, their bi- their biggest like trade piece that they weren't actually going to trade. So, uh, so that that part is just it's frustrating. Again, it would be fine if if this wasn't the only move made today, but it's just getting me. It's getting me. Yeah, that that does really suck in hindsight that instead of Bobby Portis, we could have gotten Mo Harkless in a first, then trade. Then we could have traded Marcus Morris for yet another first. But the Knicks don't work like that. Um, and I think yeah. we're at grips with this. Kind of. I grips mean, is interesting. And I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna argue the other way, and because this is something that we've said before, is like we don't know if that was an option for the Knicks. Like maybe, maybe that's Portland, also true. Yeah, maybe maybe they called up uh, the Clippers and like, hey, first team, take this or leave it. Otherwise, we're going somewhere else, and the they, the the Clippers took it. So yeah. we don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird. Also, it's part of that uh, white side trade. I forget what the rest of that trade was. So kind of, it might have. For that specific move, it really could have only been the Clippers that got that. But yeah, it was the Heat offering, and the other part of that is that that tr- that pick got traded for Paul George. So if they they didn't include that pick, maybe they would have just included this pick instead. Ooh, yeah, we wouldn't have this. That blow your wow. mind, Greg. Nice shit, dude. <laughs> well, 
So then, you know, then we'd have Kyle Kuzma instead. <laughs> no, Which are kind of split on. <laughs> Damn. No, but well, that doesn't well. seem that didn't that never seemed to make sense. The money with that, the <laughs> with the Lakers never added up. Yeah. So yeah, it was always a weird fit because we would have like had to take Danny Green, who we think they like. Yeah, that yeah. was um, that was weird. Yeah, because like Danny Green's a good player, and he's probably a pretty important player for that that team as a guy who is a used to be a very good defender is now a capable defender and a good three-point shooter uh which is good to have around anthony davis and lebron james i guess could have given them like bullock's cheap contract or something to lessen that blow a little bit because at the end of the day would we care if we just gave away bullock probably not especially if you're getting kuzma and something else and whatever um yeah, and I'm thinking about it a little more. I kind of wish Paul George was on our team. <laughs> Ooh, uh, yeah. You maybe, wonder if yeah. the Knicks asked, right? Yeah, if the Knicks <laughs> did get that first round pick for taking on Harkless, then they could have made the deal with the Thunder. So he's right. Damn. And then we could have traded Marcus Morris to the Clippers for for two firsts yeah. that they ended up trading for Paul George. Well, yeah. I. We were I just that pick and Paul George asking to be treated here away <laughs> having Paul George on the team. Goodness gracious. I think, uh, well, hey, let's optimistic spin. I got nothing. No. Um, got, the last, we, the last we have seven first-round picks in the next. Yeah, we got some first-round picks. We, we're we're going to have some high seconds in, in that double draft because we'll still be bad. Um, and hey, the and last forty, the the last forty eight hours have been, if nothing but entertaining in Knicks land, as we f- fire our team president, trade deadline, rumors, um, and then the cherry on top, James Dolan announcing he will not sell the team. So that's a uh, God, that's a punch in the balls. Um, speaking of punch in the balls, leave a five star review. Um, I, I, anything else, boys? I, I think that's about it. We'll, we'll be doing our our Sunday evening episode. Um, hopefully, Tommy P checking in. We'll we'll see which ones of us end up in there. And uh, if you've been listening, hey, uh, there's been worse days in Knicks land. We get a first pick for Marcus Morris. Uh, go Knicks! Play the young guys. You're all beautiful. Knicks. Knicks tape. <laughs>